Hey, everybody, it's election time, and uh, I just wanted to announce that uh, I'm not suicidal. And um, if anything happens to me, always look at those who I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> okay? Just remember that. Um, I'm going to be writing a book, and um, it's a tell-all. And I have somebody helping me, a biographer. And it's 13 years of, oh, my gosh. So I'm going to be relaying that to all of you guys, the details about that. But I just started writing it. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a love letter to my country, actually. Because every day I've been on the air, it's kind of like... Uh, mourning my country because of everything that I realized uh, about what's happening to it. But I want to, I want to talk about some local things real fast. Um, and you know, all the stuff I probably shouldn't say out loud, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, first of all, just remember that ABC auto body central auto body central in Washington, they are still, um, supporting me and helping me financially, even though I'm not on the air locally. And a big shout out to them for being amazing patriots, amazing Americans. Not too many people I know would do that. And they have just continued to support me. And just because they love the fact that I'm willing to speak out. And I just so appreciate them. Give them your business. They deserve it. Truly. Makes me want to cry when I think about it. Because how many people would do that and continue to pay you? Um, and they've been a sponsor of mine for, you know, eight years and continue to pay me even though I'm not on the local hour to be able to talk about how wonderful they are. So you got to give it up for somebody like that. Auto Body Central. Give them your business if you're in an accident, okay? It's well worth it. Um, a couple of things. Uh, number one, there's an, a debate that's happening. And uh, so this debate is for city council. Um, this debate, I think, is on Wednesday night. Um November 1st. And the interesting thing about this uh, that I want people to remember is that you have um, two candidates that are running against the club and you have um, three candidates, uh, Jimmy, Danielle and Steve Kemp, who are the club. Okay, And you've got them heavily endorsed and heavily funded. Now, the things that you probably should be asking are um, why Jimmy and Danielle approved every single budget without fail, never asked a single question, never said no, and um, it's over $500 million, half a billion dollars for under 100,000 people. That should be your first question, line of questioning. The drag shows that violated city rules and protocols and why they are not the two that outed the city manager that got that HBO drag show here to be able to use city property to do that violated a lot of rules. He's no longer here. And, uh, but they weren't the ones outing the bad behavior of that. No, it took Michelle Tanner city councilwoman to out that bad behavior. Jimmy and Danielle said nothing. And so that needs to be questioned, doesn't it? Um, why they just kind of let that scoot in. And then also their taxpayer-funded never-ending federal housing, which Danielle will be very much, Larkin will be very much all about affordable housing because that's really what she loves to talk about. She loves socialism. And so that's a socialism um, example right there is affordable housing. It's taxpayer-funded housing. It's not affordable housing. And I wish people would call her on that more. Um, because we have enough of it and we shouldn't have even had what we have. So there there needs to be sort of a, a reckoning when it comes to talking about these things as answers when they are not answers. It should be private industry doing those things, not the government money. And they love federal money in the city. So that's why she's all over, you know, um, talking about that as her main core point. And then, of course, tourism. We don't get anything for tourism um, as citizens and we don't get any breaks whatsoever in tax dollars. And so 
it's interesting that they tout tourism every five seconds, right? So um, none of them stood for Dixie. Um, no, none of them stood up um, when, when Dixie was being demolished. And I have something to say about that, too, about Cicero. But uh, um, I also... I want to make sure that we realize that these were the same people, Jimmy and Danielle, the incumbents, that let the firefighters and the police to hang out to dry. And uh, Mayor Michelle Randall was on the radio on another show that won't ask serious questions that um, was vowing to tax all of you because they couldn't put a tax through. See, they hung them out to dry. They had an over $500 million budget, which could have encompassed police and fire, but they decided to let them hang out and dry and then only support parks. So in the city meeting, all Danielle and Jimmy were all over, and Greg, they were all over, oh, parks, oh, parks, we love parks, we love parks, not we love policemen. And um, they were going to let them hang out to dry. Well, um, the the city the the people stood up to this and showed up at a city meeting to say no you can't you can't do this you can't do this so they had to table it right but they vowed to tax you Jimmy Danielle Mayor Randall they all Greg they all vowed to tax you in the future for that so an additional tax like like the budget in of five hundred million dollars can't cover police and fire which should be its core object, objective right. That should be the main mission of the city council $500 million bloated, skyrocketed budget. But they wanted to put that out and then just make sure and cover capital projects and parks, leaving that out to dry because then, of course, they have to tax you to get essential services, tax you more. They've all vowed to tax you. Um, Michelle Randall has been on the radio too, just talking up Danielle, like, like it's, like it's nobody's business. Like it's, oh my gosh, Danielle, 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 cause Danielle will do what, you know, whatever the, the mayor wants her to do. So, um, just be aware of that. And when we're asking questions about things like that, and also the way that, uh, the truth about St. George doing, you know, business the way they do business and the rubber stamp club this is a very, very serious, serious rubber stamp club. And the reason is, is because no one will say no. Jimmy won't say no. Danielle won't say no to anything. They'll be, they, when they're told what to say and what will make them popular, they do that very thing. And what, the, what we really need are some voices that say no. So please vote in Paula um, Smith and Brad Bennett. So at least we have a chance at saying no to all the ridiculous things that they're trying to do in the city. Now, this is big business because there are some people in government around here that are using even their church positions to um, to tell people to stop campaigning or voting for um, um, Paula and Brad because they're not in the club. See, Steve Kemp's in the club. So those three are in the club. Danielle, Jimmy, Kemp. OK, but Danielle and Brad are not in the club and want to stop the club from doing some of the stuff they're doing. So people are using their very big roles in the church here to actually influence people on who to vote for and who to campaign for, which I think there's a word for that in the scriptures. But anyway, it's scary. It's scary how important this is to them. This is big business, people. And they're willing to even use their church positions to do it. Also, uh, Victor Iverson was just in a recent city or county meeting um, saying, oh, gee, where's Kate? Kate hasn't been around for a while. And it's amazing to me, well, how dimwitted this comes across because they're actually exposing themselves on using influence and power to make sure that I'm not on the air exposing them. So that's kind of interesting, isn't it, that, that they would actually out themselves <laughs> 
and say, gee, like kind of bait people. Gee, where's Kate? She's not around. Well, he knows exactly why I'm not around. And um, there were a lot of people that wanted me off the air, just like they wanted me off the air in 2016. I was a threat to um, their their plans. Speaking, of, which is just, it's so dimwitted, right? But you, but you know what? That's just kind of stuff that happens around here. And I don't know what else to say about it other than they expose themselves. Um, also, um, by at that oh, at that debate, make sure that Paula and Brad get a standing ovation for trying to stop the club and standing up to the club because they deserve it. Okay, we have too much of the club and the good old boys network going on here, and it's really, really, it's it's just not good for the city and county. We need objective voices. Um, also, there's uh, so that debate I think is uh, is on um, Wednesday night, November the first, and I think they're having the Democrat guy ask the question. So he loves socialism, so it'll all be softball questions toward anything regarding socialism, which is what the Democratic Party's all about. So you gotta love it when you know you know no real questions are going to be asked. Um, it's just no feet to the fire whatsoever for the incumbents. So make sure and go and. Try to try to get in some real questions. That'd be that'd be wouldn't that be fun? Gosh, it'd be amazing. Jeez. Also, there's a kind of a big push for um, the patriotism motif. Now, when I say that, I mean that I'm off the air, and then a week later, um, the county commissioners were declaring this place uh, America's county in writing. And when they did that, the whole idea about that is to basically go, we're built on liberty and we're built on the Bill of Rights in this community because there's a lot of tourism dollars over the next few years that are going to be built into the come see what we're all about. We're all about liberty in the heart of America. Um, it's kind of fakeish. Is when you don't, when you're not for free speech and you're excited about the censoring of certain people, <laughs> meaning me. And you're excited that no one will expose anything anymore and you only have one voice in all of media, um, local news to, to state news. When, when, when that happens and you take away the only voice that was not the 99% but the 1% trying to expose things, it's amazing that they would name it America's County and did this whole lofty speech about doing this. Because there might be some big named people moving here over the course of the next couple of years. And there's going to be a big, huge push for tourism dollars for patriotism in the name of patriotism. And I just want to warn people about that because if they can get me off the air exposing things, then it looks like everything here is perfect and it's a nice little show. I remember a movie like this. It was like Stepford Wives or something. I just remember like there was like a show about that in the 70s uh, that came out and everything looked perfect, but underneath the hood, it wasn't. And I think that's what's going on here in uh, southern Utah. So there's that. I also wanted to mention that Cicero was compelled in court to have to give up their um, data on all the data that that was behind the reasons for taking away Dixie. Okay, taking away the name Dixie, which the president of the college was very successful at using the Cicero data, this company, to be able to um, come up with all of this sort of ammunition to tell us all how we were a racist area and a racist school and no one could get a job. So therefore, they took away the name Dixie. Well, I love George Staley. George Staley took all of this to court. And um, and the judge, 
bless his heart, who's leaving right soon um, or left already, maybe leaving soon, um, is uh, actually took the stance and said, yeah, Cicero cough up the information because they were unwilling to give the data behind all of these ridiculous lies that we were a racist college and a racist name and everything else. And I love that Brad Bennett and Paula Smith, who are running for St. George City Council, were all um, all over this. They were they were saying, yeah, this is wrong. Right. None of the incumbents were saying that the ones vying for office. But those two were actually out there in a big way on the show, just talking about, you know, hey, Brad, especially, you know, hey, hey, you know, um, they're taking away our name Dixie under fraudulent you know, reasons. Well, Cicero still hasn't coughed up the data. They were compelled by court. They've actually missed that date. They still haven't coughed it up because they don't want to show everybody that there might have been things that um, uh, lies that were told from the data that weren't actually there in the data. So they still have not given up the data. I just wanted people to know that the great George Staley uh, went after him in court. And I love that he did that. He's a true patriot. And uh, people need to support him in doing this because the truth always prevails and the truth will in this case, too. Um, and, um, I think Cicero took a, a seat, didn't they, on the board at the college or something like that, I heard? Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. And, uh, also, I just wanted to mention, too, the flag referendum. Um, we, people are, are getting those flag referendums signed. Interestingly enough, uh, past Governor Herbert signed it. And, um, um, which is kind of interesting, but I've told you guys, you know, I know people that used to work for Herbert and he wasn't the brightest bulb in the pack. Okay. And, um, but he also recognized that the people didn't ask for the flag to be changed to the ridiculous, uh, caricature of the flag. And that, and that they also, people weren't told that this is happening all over the country. And it was only several legislators, um, that decided for the people that they were going to change your flag and take away the, um, take away the seal on the flag. See, if the seal's on the flag, you can't change that to a rainbow flag. You can't you can't take the seal and adjust it to your liking of whatever you like politically because it's the seal. So you take the seal off the flag and you turn it into a cartoon flag and you do this across the nation, they will eventually go after the American flag. That's the intent. That's the long-term plan. But people are kind of dim-witted and don't understand that. And so they go, I like the new flag. It's nice. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, you like a caricature of the flag? Um, okay, that's because people can change it. They can throw a rainbow on there. They can do all kinds of stuff to this flag. Now that the seal's taken off, people didn't realize that all over the country, they were getting caricature flags too. They're trying to go after the American flag. That's the goal. You change all the state flags, eventually you go after the American flag. But people are doing this and not realizing that they're part of this scheme. And so I'm letting you guys know that there are people all over the state that still don't even realize that the flag was hijacked. They think that the people wanted the change in the flag. They did not. No one was asked. In fact, they changed it before it was even passed in the legislature. It's not even legal to fly that flag yet. Because it's still up for debate. That's why there's a flag referendum going around for signatures. They're not even allowed to do it, but they're doing it. Down here in the corner of Bloomington, they, they're flying it on city property down there. So there's all kinds of stuff like that going on that um, is crazy because people don't realize. People are dimwitted. They don't realize. And I hate to say that over and over, but it's the truth. And you know it's the truth. People don't see the end game of anything. They get caught up in, I 
like to design. The design's pretty. No, it's it's going after who we are, the essence of the flag that stands for who we are as a state and as a country. And uh, Cox is desperate in, in making that change. He was all for it. So I just wanted you guys to know a couple of these things that are going on. And the push for the, the fake patriotism part is happening. And there's so many things contributing to that down here. And I just want you guys to be very aware of long-term plans, you know, and um, the the county commissioners being really excited and even outing themselves in public meetings that they're super excited and kind of baiting everybody that I'm not on the air, that I'm not allowed to say the things I'm saying. And then they've turned it into, um, oh, Kate says things that are untrue. That's not true. Tell me one thing I've said that's not true. There's been a couple of times in the last 13 years where I got something wrong and I actually came on air and said, hey, I got something wrong. <laughs> this is wrong. So I'm correcting it the next day. Right. This only happened a few times, but I'm more than happy to do that because I'm humble enough to understand and know that I can make mistakes once in a while. But there is a, a curious sort of um, um, a sort of drive um, for these people to say that I am creating um, animosity towards the city. No, they're doing that all on their own by their policies and regulations. I don't even have to say a word. I'm just the messenger that delivers the information. That's all I'm doing. And for them, they, they like to shine a light on me because I, I'm, I'm exposing it and I don't care if they like me. And so basically it's about, well, we have, you know, if, if Kate isn't, if, isn't allowed to do what she's doing, then will have peace and unity. That's not true. It's fake peace and unity, just like fake patriotism. But that's the course that they're taking, and that's what they want. This is why not one elected official in southern Utah has said, even if they don't like me, you would think they would be American enough to say, oh, well, free speech is important. Keep her on the, you know, keep her out there because free speech is very, very vital to what's going on. But they don't. See, not one word. See, they're not disturbed by it at all because then their stuff isn't getting exposed to the masses on a daily basis. And this is why they really um, don't espouse the virtues of America, because when those virtues kind of hit your hit the level of the things that you're doing right city and statewide and countywide, um, it's a problem. So they want to hide all of that. And so. If somebody's out there and there's only one voice out there exposing it, because right now you've got talk radio that is kissing a lot of rear end out there, and then you've got, and that's just one show, and then you've got, um, you know, no one, no one really outing. Hey, why are the budgets so bloated? Hey, why are why are the cities exchanging properties uh, and and federal dollars involved in that and selling off? police stations to cities instead of making a profit off of the land and then helping the taxpayer or gee why are we why are we building um, buses to Zion that we're paying for that are out of our city limits or you know all why why do we have all this affordable housing going on in Washington City why is the rubber stamp club in the Washington City Council uh, doing all of these things that are promoting all this big budget that they don't need for 40,000 people why are they doing that and why is the mayor Mayor Staley allowing all of that to happen and um, they've got you busy looking at the fact that they're making art projects and selling them for charity instead of the fact that they are basically selling off pieces of Washington City to the highest bidder in the government for government housing. It's going up everywhere, and everyone realizes this. And this is going on in Santa Clara. It's going on in Ivins. It's going on everywhere. 
we have to be the the people that watch out for this stuff. And what's funny is 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 people showed up at city council meetings and have been showing up for a very long time. And we were always getting the information out to get people to meetings. Okay. And that's the most, one of the most important solutions we can come up with because they don't like to do things in front of everyone's eyeballs. Was everyone going there peaceably? Yeah. Was everyone going there even to, to try to say, Hey, why are you silencing us? Yep. It was anybody, um, you know, um, showing up that to do harm? No, there's no mobs. There's no people. It's just concerned citizens that are showing up and saying, hey, I, you have to now look at me while you do these things that you're doing. And, to, you know, that's a very, very um, sensitive thing to all these people in office. They don't want eyeballs on what they're doing. They don't want concerned citizens. And we'll continue to go to meetings because it's one of the only solutions. But people don't like that solution because that means that people might show up that aren't happy with what's going on. Are they doing anything that's illegal? Or No, of course not. They're just unhappy about what's happening. And they call the city people on it. And they call the city councils on it. And they call the mayors on it. See? And they don't like it. So they say, mobs are showing up to city councils. That's not true. That's not a mob. Um, that's not a mob. That's that's concerned, peaceful citizens showing up that should have been showing up all along. So you have a lot of that going on, too. And uh, the cities don't like it. And so they don't like it when people get told on the air when the city meetings are. Because <laughs> even though people can find out that information and they will, and they'll show up on their own anyway. Um, but uh, but, you know, th- there are certain solutions they don't like. The only solution they do want to hear and that they do like is everybody shuts up and everybody thinks everyone's happy and everybody thinks everything's going on is okay. And that's why you don't have any whistleblowers out there. No one will whistleblow because of that. Okay. It's a perceived, it's a perceived unity, a perceived level of peace, but not a real level of peace. We will continue to expose things and now we'll just use social media to do it. I'm not quite sure how else to do it, but please share this podcast. It's got a lot in it. And there was a uh, one thing, um, by the way, this will make you happy. Electric cars, big losses for Ford because people aren't buying them because they realize they can't really get anywhere <laughs> long term in them. So that's a good thing. And also uh, the Biden administration is doing a kill switch on cars, the new cars, uh, kill switches, you know, because, you know, you might have been driving too much for the environment. There's a lot of things. I'll be talking to uh, Chelsea uh, Hope. We'll be we'll be discussing some Utah things on this podcast here, and uh, I hope you share this because there's a lot of information in here. Things to be things to be a little worried about. Things to understand wh- what are going on, and I really appreciate you listening it. So. Um, Thank you for all of that. And I could play a hundred clips showcasing in their own words the things that they do. And um, I miss doing that because I was always giving you what they were saying. Like when Iverson was saying he hated Kate Daly and the Kate Daly show on public record and then actually said, this is on public record, right? That we don't like her. <laughs> they always they always out themselves and they always tell you who they are. It's kind of funny, isn't it? Um, and so just some things to be warned about, but, uh, get out there and, and really, um, don't, don't, uh, my, my biggest advice is let people understand that we need voices that say no to everything they want to do. We don't need any more rubber stamp clubs. Okay. We're tired of it as citizens and we're tired of getting hijacked. And, um, and this is a more of a majority than people think it is out there because there's a lot of people thinking this, 
They might not be the biggest activists out there, but I get so many people coming up to me and saying, oh my gosh, we totally agree that we're seeing all of these um, people get away with all of this. Uh, these budgets and and um, the 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 drive to change us culturally and socially and turn us into Park City, and we don't want to be Park City. We want to be Southern Utah, and I have a lot of pride in Southern Utah. I think Southern Utah is an amazing place, but it's also supposed to be a very conservative place. So let's not let it fall into the hands that will turn it into a mini Park City or a mini Salt Lake. The governor loves that. The governor is very very liberal, and uh, he loves it when St. George does what he asks them to do, and everybody. He wants favors and go up the little ladder of prestige and empower. And so they'll do whatever the governor says. One of my favorite photos is the county commissioners yucking it up with Governor Cox. You know, they didn't stop this mental health facility from coming in. Not one of them asked a single question. And you've got all these um, state senators asking for red flag laws like Don Ibsen. You've got Vickers who wanted to get me fired um, because I was outing the fact he was with pharma. And, uh, you know, and he is a pharmacist. And so it's all the truth, right? Vickers had the crown of letters he was wearing um, on his head um, to um, to mock the constituents that were writing him letters. And he still gets voted in. So this is the kind of stuff that people need to know about. And um, I'm happy to do it because I believe that the people that are doing these kinds of deeds need to be outed. And we need to support that. And then again, a big thank you to ABC Auto for continuing to support me, even though I'm not even on the air locally. And I really appreciate them. What good people. Well, it just makes me want to cry. What good people. You guys, thanks for listening in. Please share this. There's a lot here in this podcast. Thanks.